0: And today, we'd like to welcome Becca to our podcast. She is a very active member in our outreach group, and we're excited that we finally have talked her, convinced her to come be on our podcast. So, Becca, just tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Um, yeah, so that's a trick question. Before <laughs> I got hurt, I was a different person, right? Um, I was working as an attorney. Um, On a case in Florida, I mean, right before I got hurt, right several months before I was working on a case in Florida, Um, traveling all over the country on the weekends to jump out of airplanes. Skydiving is kind of my um, weekend hobby, or was. Um, And then back to Florida for work, and this, that, and the other, right? Um, I'm a perpetual student. I love school. Um, So I had, like, three graduate degrees by the time I was 22. Like, it just wasn't normal, so... (laughs) I don't know. I was just the go, 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 go get it all the time person that, sure. you know. Very active.
2: Yeah. And I think you still are. <laughs> I'm getting back to it for sure. Yeah, for sure. So right now that you had mentioned a little bit about, you know, your accident, I think that as members of BIND and for us taking a little bit of, wow, to get to know you. So what's so unique about it? Um, so my accident was actually a
1: skydiving accident. Um it was a landing problem. Um, I had traveled to the state of Alabama for a jump. It was a record-setting jump for the state. Um, so we prepared for it and everything. On the uh, on that jump, we exited. We built the formation we were supposed to build to set the record on that jump. So OK, check that's done. Um, but it was somewhere a little bit off from the airport where we would usually land because of weather. Um, because weather is very regulated in skydiving. Um, so, we got out somewhere a little bit different and had to land somewhere a little bit different. Um, I was on a small parachute that goes really fast, um, and I tripped when I landed. Um, and my brakes, if you will, came off because parachutes fly kind of like an airplane does. So, kind of lost my brakes and bounced.
0: And, and bounced on your head, I guess. Yeah. Uh,
1: so, I shattered both femurs and brain injury, obviously. Welcome to the club. <laughs>
2: Like it's a fancy club or something, right? Right. <laughs> and it's like when someone
0: turns fifty and you go, "Welcome to the club." It's like, is that really a club I want to be a part of? But we have fun. So you told us a little bit about your life before recovery. Very go. I mean, before not before recovery, before your TBI, always on the go, 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 go. So how long ago was your accident? Um, almost ten years ago to the day. So oh, wow. October
1: eleventh of twenty thirteen. No? Wow, October
2: eleventh. Yeah. I don't even know I don't even know what day it is today. Well oh yeah it's well, the fifth. Yeah. And honestly I think that in a very small time compared to what ten years. I think I only met you like maybe three or four years ago. And you've made so much progress just in front of me. Like mm-hmm. I think that's that's crazy. That's pretty awesome. But like okay, so ten years ago and like obviously I met you years later, but how was your recovery? Like what did you what did it take for recovery for you? Um, my recovery, everybody would tell
1: you, is a little bit different than I think what um, traditional brain injury recovery is because I had the physical um, attributes as well, my femur shattering. Um, so I did inpatient recovery at Shepherd Center um, in Georgia um, because my family Googled it and said, okay, best brain injury recovery, something for a very acute accident and all of that. Um, so I was there for about a month, um, and my mom stayed with me like in a kind of hotel-type place close by and things like that. Um, And then I came back to Dallas. And when I got back to Dallas, I went and toured Pate um, and ended up at Baylor, but only for a few weeks um, because all my recovery seemed to center around my legs and my physical problems, my legs, for the first five years after my accident. right? I was having to have see my doctor once a week, have x-rays once a week, you know, PT three times a week, and this, that, and the other, Um, so it was very physical focused at first, Um, but BIND has really been part of what's worked in, in terms of helping me recover from my brain injury, and from not having the traditional types of therapy.
2: Right, right, and I think that's really important to, like, kind of clarify, right, because if you are very focused on your physical, yeah, and I think that's really important, too, because that was, like, part of who you who you are skydiving and doing all these i don't know i want to say athletic because i think it is athletic but i don't know if everyone will like agree with that (laughs) i mean i was playing soccer too yeah well this all that you know these changes physically like really change your life for sure um but so now that you're working here on bind to recover uh how does that have to do with your brain and how you're recovering with your brain
1: Yeah, Bind's actually helped me a lot um, because Bind is a very safe place to make mistakes, to mess up and things like that. Um, So one of the things I struggled with just in general after my um, brain injury was kind of social connections um, and things like that. So Bind is a good place to come um, to be in a group of people and kind of learn social skills again, right? How to treat people and when to talk, and kind of the basics of things like that. Um, But BIND is also a good place in my mind for um, preparing to go back to work, right? Because I intend to go back to work and all of that. That's sort of what's on my mind um, because I don't need the same kind of services that I needed from BIND initially. When I got here, I needed the initial basic help of how to send an email, how to schedule your time, Mm -hmm. how to plan life accordingly, And now I'm kind of really focusing on those social skills of um, learning to not be in control, right, as an attorney and things like that, right? I was always in control, learning to breathe. And it doesn't always have to be your way. And it doesn't, right, it still works out just fine. If you do it, just go with the flow and do it with somebody else. But Vine has been a great place for me to learn, and it's still learning, right, but to learn that skill of trying to say, okay, you know you're not going to get fired for this but you're having trouble emotionally regulating this so it's kind of an emotional playground.
0: Um, Uh, I like the way you say that so it's not just learning the social skills it's also understanding that there is because of the brain injury probably more so than just regular people there is a little bit of that emotional thing that you didn't have to deal with before before your brain injury that okay wait maybe I can't quite do as much like as you know, I can't do eight hours behind the debt, you know, behind in the courtroom and then five, five hours on the soccer field anymore. And right. then I'm upset about that, but that's not the goal. The goal is just to get back to where you're functioning the way that you're happy. And...
1: Yeah, um, especially because so much changes with brain injury. You lose your social connection. And um, in my mind, sort of my level of friends i had right we're very independent people lawyers and doctors and things like that right skydiving is an expensive hobby um kind of just to relearn reintegration into your whole new way of life right there is no comparison about one's better one's worse but it's very much different um so it's kind of trying to retrain yourself how to live life quote unquote these days
0: if you will right i totally understand that um, and I'm back up just a little bit. How did you hear about mine? I'm going to guess Baylor or Pate. Actually, no, that one's really
1: easy. My mommy found it on the oh. Internet.
0: I <laughs> love those mommies.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I, um, I heard about since I was only at Baylor um, for a few weeks, and I only toured Pate, um, I didn't hear about anything through there because I was so worried about the physical part of everything. Um, But my mom started bringing up Bind to me maybe two years after I got hurt in the midst of surgery and everything. And I went, no, 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 I don't have time for that. I have so much other stuff going on with doctors and physical therapy and surgeries. And I don't have time for that. And then when I finally finished all of my surgery and I went, okay, now I can pay attention to my brain, then I joined Bind. But initially it was all kind of because my mommy Googled it. Yeah.
0: I love that. <laughs> I love that response. Well, you know, and, and <laughs> I, I, I do remember that. in the beginning that you weren't, I, I'm not going to say you weren't happy to be here, but I'm going to say it was a little obvious that this wasn't your first choice of places to be, and you have done like a 180 on that, 100%. Like you're always happy and ready to pitch in and help and happy to be here. We're used to, like I said, I mean, I'm not going to say you weren't happy, You just tell there was somewhere else you wanted to be. So I'm glad that, but you've been able to find us as a social connection as well, too, that, that we really helped you there. That's great to hear, because that's a new one. I mean, it's not new. That's what we all tell everybody. But to actually have someone give us that feedback that we're actually accomplishing that goal makes me feel good and proud. So.
1: Yeah, well, it was um, part of it, right? And I assume that's it's this way with a lot of people post-brain injury. But I didn't need this place. This place was below me, right? Because of the, my background and where I came from. But that's big, mostly because I didn't understand what all of my deficits were sure I didn't know that I needed as much help as I needed because I unintentionally kind of avoided doing things I would didn't really know how to do so bind has been a really great place to practice those things about okay look you really do have these deficits let's identify it and come up with a way that you want to address it instead of just trying to figure it out for yourself
0: Sure. Okay, I'm going to take a quick pause real quick and just remind our listeners to go ahead and click that like button, click that share button, click all the buttons, like I always say, um, so you can continue listening to us again every Thursday. We're here for your listening pleasure. And so I'm going to go back. You said something now. I'm going to try to remember what you said. Um, well, brain injury.
2: <laughs> yeah, brain injury. But I think that you explaining, like, who you were before and, like, the positions you had and, like, that responsibilities that you had before – I would like to talk to you about the responsibilities you have here at BIND now. So you're really involved in the outreach um, and advocacy unit as well. So tell us about that and what do you do and what do you, what are you like really leading here at BIND?
1: Um, okay, so for outreach, it's, it's something I really enjoy um, because that's something I really struggled with when I first got hurt was finding a way to explain to people what a brain injury is and what kind of help that I needed. So outreach is where we do a lot of new member onboarding and things like that to schedule tours and speaking events and you know things like that, which was important for me because I had so much trouble identifying resources when I got hurt, right? Because my mm-hmm. brain was so injured, I didn't know what resources I needed. Right. Um, so it's great to be able to talk to families and prospective members and explain what BIND is and what BIND can offer. And, you know, kind of a third-person perspective to people that are so new to this type of injury and this type of recovery. Um, It's just, it's really great to help with scheduling speaking events and things like that.
2: Um,
1: And bind, like I said, is a great place to venture out. I'm trying to venture a little bit more out of outreach and into things like media merchandise um, and things like that. Um, Because bind is a safe place to get out of your comfort zone. So it's... I don't know. It's just, it's a great way to improve your life kind of in a safe environment.
2: Absolutely.
0: And you said, oh, I'm sorry. Go
2: ahead. Well, I was going to say, like, since right now that you were saying getting out of your, you know, your comfort zone. So what are you doing now that's like, I think that's something that we would like to focus on, but if you don't want to share, it's okay. But um, like a
1: podcast. <laughs> right?
2: So, why is it difficult? Like, what is difficult about it after having a stroke or, you know, I mean, sorry, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> after, after having the, you know, the TBI, like, what exactly, what's difficult about being on a podcast or anything that's really like, like this social media wise um in general i always felt
1: like i needed to prove that i was quote unquote enough right that i don't need any help that i'm perfectly self-sufficient that i can do everything by myself and things like that so it was good to get um kind of into a skill that i needed some help on and needed some other feedback as a part of learning to work with other people again right to really try and venture out um I was worried about getting on video because I'm like, oh, but I don't want anybody to be able to Google me, <laughs> right? And then I went, okay, I don't know. I'm not trying to hide anything. I'm not I'm not ashamed of anything, right? It's maybe just paranoia about what could go wrong. But in reality, life doesn't really work that way and no. you kind of have to get over it. So Vine is just a good place to really try to think about things and push your limits.
2: Yeah, and, and I, think, I really uh, like that view for sure.
0: I do too. I think that's great. I mean, you know, you're not the only one that feels that way. Believe me, when Kesey and I first started this, we were like, "Wait, you want us to do what?" And when we get done, and be like, did we really just say that? Mm-hmm. Did we say the right word? Did we say it right? Did we, you know? So you know, but that is, you're right, and I'm glad that you keep bringing that up. That bind is a very safe place, and even on this podcast, we know we make mistakes. We know we say the wrong word. We hope we catch ourselves and correct it, but we're not. We're not ashamed that we said the wrong word or that we messed up. We tend to kind of laugh at each other a little bit and move on and encourage and keep going. And I think that's great that you've gotten all that feedback from Bind that we're pushing you to try new things. And with that, so you kind of mentioned it. I'm curious. So we are looking at going back to work. Maybe not in the law field, but maybe.
1: Right. Um, And so that's something else that I'm getting, especially now out of Bind a lot. Um, I have no intention of going back to being a lawyer. Um, The short and easy of it is I wouldn't hire me. I don't expect somebody else to either. Um, Or I'm not going to ask somebody else. That wouldn't be fair. Um, But I actually, for as many degrees as I have in a variety of fields, um, actually what's joined me is that I really want to um, get a job where I'm helping other people through um, recovery of some sort, especially because I've had so much of that experience myself um, with brain injury and rape recovery and things like that um, that just if there's something really positive it just feels so good to help somebody going through what you've been through yourself right brain injury is yes. a lifelong recovery process but it's that's suddenly the field I want to go back into so I'm looking at going back to school starting next semester I've just finally gotten to where I go okay no that's wouldn't be overwhelming and I'm doing so much already But for some type of um, rehabilitation-focused education, Um, but it's just that again, that's something else you can learn at BIND. Right? Is how to adjust to your life now and what you're trying to do to get started on the right foot.
0: That's great.
2: So you are looking at school.
0: I am. That's awesome. Yeah,
2: and I actually think that right now what you're saying is like you want to be able to help others, and especially if they're going through a situation that you have similarities Mm in. So. Right now would be a perfect time to do so. So what advice would you have to someone that's a new, uh, like, j- was just experiencing a brain injury or is even a caregiver or someone that has had this experience and don't know what to do?
1: Uh, that's a great question. In my mind, I'd say it gets better. Um, it, it's hard to appreciate when you first get hurt just how much improvement you're going to make and especially your family. I know my family was going, oh, my gosh, our life is over. She's never going to be functional again. Some of that in terms of what we heard from doctors um, and kind of expected recovery. But it's so much unknown that you kind of get lost. But it, it's something that you really can figure out, and it really does get better. But it takes time. And unfortunately, time is one of those things that you can't just rush and say, okay, let's hurry up and quick, quick. It takes time. You just have to be patient. But in my mind, for recovery, you sort of get out of it as much as you put into it
0: right I come to
1: mind trying to identify my problems and identify what I'm struggling with and then talk to staff and they're trying to help me understand and as calmly as they can (laughs) right um but that allows me even if I get an emotional turmoil or I have some emotional fit to then stop and think okay what was said and how did that really come about and how can I adjust and do better tomorrow so it's just it's a learning curve
0: it is. And that is another good thing about that here is, like, we can get emotional with, you know, learning constructive criticism, again, after brain injury is probably one of the hardest things I've had to deal with. So I know what you mean. I get very emotional sometimes. I'm like, I, I can always do it this way. I always did it right. And now you're telling me that so I totally get that. But, Becca, I do want to tell you thank you so much for joining us, and I'm so, so glad you did. Because, like I said, you've done a totally 180 since the first time I met you and. I'm so encouraged to hear that you've got lofty goals because I wasn't sure about those. I was a little scared to ask, but I'm so excited that you joined us and shared with our listeners.
1: Thanks, Gary. I appreciate it. Yeah, you guys do a great job on this podcast. So keep it up.
2: Well, I can't wait for people to listen to yours. Honestly, thank you for taking that that risk and crossing your you know like your comfort <laughs> zones. So. Um, If anyone would like to contact us or contact Becca, make sure to let us know uh, by emailing us at bindwaves at thebind.org or follow us on Instagram. And also make sure to visit the website, which is thebind.org-bindwaves.
0: And again, don't forget to like, share, subscribe on all your favorite platforms. And again, on YouTube, click the notify button. Again, we're everywhere, but if you want to watch and see
2: our pretty smiling faces, you're only going to get that on YouTube. And you can check it every Thursday. You will find us on, for every episode on your favorite platform. So until next time. Until next time.
0: We hope you've enjoyed listening to Bind Waves and continue
2: to support Bind in our nonprofit mission. We support brain injury survivors as they reconnect into the life, the community, and their workplace. And we couldn't do that without great
0: listeners like you. We appreciate each and every one of you. Continue watching until next time. Until next time.